Uh, welcome, guys. What? Back to... <laughs> I should have told yeah. people, yeah. JD just is like, okay, this is different. Yes. It's, it's been a while, JD. We have to upgrade a few things. I can't have you on the show and then just not have any upgrade, no music, no new. So we oh, did brand yeah. new everything. New intro, oh, new Oh, my outro. God. I'm impressed. It's... I need hey. those trolls. I need some trolls, too. <laughs> I need to make something from Hey. <laughs> I'll do something for you. You let me know, JD. You let me know, and we will be in it there. I'm as well. out here but dancing. Are... You know, I'm out here dancing we, we, all the time. To be here. We're gonna talk a little bit of things as you can see. We have some things. We're gonna talk about Ghana because my October window has been rough. Um, Canada failed me a bit, and so then I said I always have Ghana, and then Ghana got Concacaf, and so then now everyone in Ghana is just freaking out there. But we are here. We're going to talk a little bit of way too early predictions for AFCON. We're going to talk a little bit. CONCACAF Nations League are really why half the chat is here. Um, Canada versus Jamaica, which is probably the most intriguing of the four matchups for CONCACAF. And move on to some more things as we go. But guys, be here for an hour. Leave your comments down below. If you are coming here, what is your way too early AFCON prediction? We'll move from there. But before, as always, we have JD from the We Max It, the I Max It, the Always Maxing It family. JD, how are you doing today? I am, as I've said, I'm pretty much impressed with the actual intro. I know I'm still dancing, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, so I am enjoying myself. I um, want to chop up a little football on the positive side because, as you know, once I'm done with this, I'm going on the negative side over my channel. So I guess we have to keep on looking at uh, what <laughs> should be. <laughs> oh, man. But the, the times are here. So, guys, yes, we are going to get into it today. And like I said, it's been a rough international window for me canada got four from japan ghana got four from the u.s in 32 minutes um indirect free kicks play fullbacks are just not running back because after they've been salad they just say why why am i even going to run i'm just going to stand here it's it's been rough but we're going to talk a little bit about the afcon we have our groups which are set uh as you see on the screen here and JD, you watch Nigeria over the break. We watch a few things. I watch a few teams as well. But when it comes to AFCON, just some of your general first feels for it, you cover a lot on your WeMax. You cover CONCACAF. You cover AFCON. You cover a lot of channels. In terms of these group matchups, just by show, what excites you about Ivory Coast 23 happening this 24? Um, as I've said, I went through a lot of these teams, you know, learned from youth 15s, comes, came straight up just to understand what's going on in Africa. And I'm pretty much impressed because the raw speed and power that they do have, um, you know, some of the teams like the Morocco and those teams are much more technical, you know? Yes. So I am looking at a lot of things. I am impressed. I am impressed with what Nigeria could, um, tried to do because they, mm -hmm. they split their system to a 4-4-2 with 1,895 million strikers. Yes, yes, but they made it work. Jamaica trying the same thing. It's struggling, but definitely for Nigeria, it's working. So maybe that's giving me some answer as to how Jamaica can play their wing play system. But we definitely need mm -hmm. an NDD. But staying on the African side, yes, I'm impressed with a lot of the teams. Even Ghana lost the other day. I can see what they're trying to work on because uh, remember, it's stages, you know, it's stages. But if once you saw the core of what they're trying to work on, you're, you're impressed with that. I know it will take time because at the end of the day, United States and Mexico ain't two soft soap teams. They are the best in CONCACAF <laughs> for a reason. So they are going to test you in several ways. You understand me? Mexico comes with the, the tiki-taka pressing metric system. United States come with the fluid fluid pressing metric system. So if your system is not up to par, you can you could get caught out. But I think teams that does not offer those skill sets, um, Ghana can still go get a win over them. Yes, but mm -hmm. I, I, I'm impressed with a lot, a lot of the teams them right here. All right? Yes, man. And I'm definitely, want, I, I'm definitely here to make my predictions as to how oh, I think the groups will go based on what I've seen from these teams. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. Uh, you did mention Ghana. I think I have to <laughs> talk to, to the Ghanaian brethren out there or to myself, really. Um, it, really, this is more so my therapy session. I'll be very honest here. It's more so my therapy session, which is, yes, 
look, here's the here are the caveats that you need to know, Ghanaian fans. Yes, we know and I agree. Our entire back line wasn't in North America. I agree with that. Our, our top three center backs were injured. Our best right back was injured. And our starting left back did not have the best window. Gideon Mensah struggled. Gave up the penalty against the U.S. Was getting beaten with pace all the sides. We understand. That being said, the midfield is the biggest problem. And I, I don't want to keep on saying it's going to be one player who fixes it. But again, Kofi Tret is missing. This team needs a eight midfield, a box-to-box midfielder who's going to really push the ball and connect it from the, the center backs and the full backs and create options and let Caduce move out. There are things I didn't like about the game. I mean, yes, every U.S. Ghana game is supposed to end 2-1. It's tradition. Um, if you look at the history, this is the first time it doesn't end 2-1. And it was very quickly done there, right? It's not like it was a close game. The U.S. just with their press. And every, I was I was talking to some friends and like family and cousins. They're like, yo, but Ghana and the U.S. are, are not that far off. I'm like, okay, we you can't be the prisoner of the moment here. Just because every time we play them, it's 2-1 doesn't mean that the teams are close, right? Mm-hmm. Ghana is the 11th ranked team in in calf and it's for a reason right the u.s is the best team in this region and they are ranked in the top 15 ghana is in the top 60 there's there's no this result should have gone there did we expect more fight yes could we have expected more passion from ghana to play yes is the system there yes are some of the issues still there of course Inyaki still hasn't scored. I don't think that's a nine problem. That's a service problem because when is the ball going out to him? I think you can't play Inyaki Williams as a, as a lone striker. I think your best option is to play him with two. So that would mean probably either a three, five, two or a four, four, two pair him up with another striker or get him out of the striking position and put him on the right wing. That would be my suggestion for Inyaki because right now he's not getting the service up top. And if there's no one playing, because I think that's the thing that this Ghana team is lacking. They lack a distributor on the pitch, right? Because Caduce will take the ball and try to score. Painter will try to do it as well. You have a lot of, even Jordan Ayew is a winger, but doesn't have the pace to be a modern winger. He's more of that that heavy bulk mid winger who's going to win physical duels, get out wide, win a corner that way. But if you're not feeding your striker, Ultimately, you are where you are, and it is in this tough. So I think for Ghana, there's lots of things that they have to learn. Get healthy, first of all. But this is less about what this current generation is doing, and this is more about the the entire infrastructure of Ghana to me. I, I think you can be upset with the results, but then you also have to ask the question, okay, is this is this just these players, or have we has this been set up? Have there been issues here the entire time? And now we're starting to see pieces of them pushing through. I think infrastructure wise, I mean, I could we can I could talk about Ghana for solid two hours. I won't because we have other this is the AFCON preview show, not the Ghana therapy show. I'll get my therapy out here, but the the federation needs to do a better job in terms of supporting the infrastructure in Ghana. We need to do a better job in terms of tempering our expectations for what this team is. We can always expect the best, but right now I think when it comes to Ghana, it's a good wake up call for them. And maybe now it's an opportunity to get healthy, go back to the drawing board and see kind of what they can do because AFCON is coming and we don't want to. Uh, the Jamaican the Jamaican congregation is making their way in. I will be here for this hour, guys. Don't worry. But everyone, I think for Ghana, it's go back to the board, get healthy and evaluate and call up your better players. I, I, the only player I'm going to mention here, I know Kofi Tre is not there, Patrick Pfeiffer is switched over, playing the Bundesliga, playing solidly, and he can't get a call-up. At some point, he would be probably their fourth best center back, and he wasn't there. Jerome, both Opoku struggled, but I think for Ghana, good wake-up call. I'd rather this happen here than at AFCON, because if it happened at AFCON, heads would roll. We saw it. Uh, We just saw it. so we, we what, what you have said, why are you worried so much when I said I think they are working in a system and mm. they have some of the main players out? 
would you not just work on the, I think the coach is trying to work on his system to see where he is. So mm -hmm. once he injects those guys back, they're going to be even further in their system because those are the quality players added to the rest mm -hmm. of the quality players. So I think what we have to you have to worry about it maybe is that extra friendly, uh, if mm -hmm. if it's possible. But I don't think it's going to be possible because all international windows you might not have any space in. Yes, and mm -hmm. the competition is coming very soon. So. Yeah. I, I don't know they're going to pass information. It's going to be tough. But let me do, because we have so much to do, let me, let me jump into making some predictions, some early predictions, and then uh, mm -hmm. maybe with more information, we can predict um, a, a much more accurate one. So we'll give ourselves two sets of predictions, one today yeah. and maybe one next month. So with Group yes. A, who are you going with to advance? The way too early for Group A, I'm going with it, going shock. I think the hosts, Ivory Coast, are a good team. They are... Even more, Ivory Coast and Nigeria being the same group are two teams with loads of talent who have underperformed internationally. But I think they get it done. Ivory Coast gets the hosting boost. And Nigeria, they may lack a solid midfield, but it doesn't matter if you just bypass the midfield and go straight to their 1,775,000 strikers and hope one of them puts the ball away. So I think Nigeria and Cote d'Ivoire move in, but I think there's a third place spot. I would look at um, Guinea-Bissau as that potential to get out of the group at a third place spot there. Okay, what about okay. you? I, I would agree that um, Nigeria coming first. Mm -hmm. Cote d'Ivoire, um, I think they're going to get the bounce of the location and mm -hmm. take the second spot. But um, Guinea-Bissau, I'm not going to um, say that they're they, they are not going to fight for the second spot. You get me? Um, I think it's going to be a tough group. It's going to be a tricky group. I, I like a lot of these teams, so I would agree with you. I would just edge Cote d'Ivoire because of the location. Um, Nigeria first, and then Guinea-Bissau uh, um, third. That's what I'm going to go mm. with, as, as what you said. Okay. Um, I will go with that, but I would not be surprised if Nigeria comes first and then it twists. Um, with, because it's the best third place. Um, the third places will be qualifying on. Not necessarily every third place will qualify, right? I need to go and check, check the rules. I need yeah, to it's, a, it's rules, a top yeah. four. It's a top four. Um, third place finishers will go. On. Yes. So yes. So I you don't want to finish to third. There, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to finish third Indeed. because you have to get a lot of points to make sure you're in it. All right. Yes. So I do agree. So the group B, you know, after all of that complaining, Africans, um, <laughs> does Ghana make it out of the group? Listen, JD. It, why did we have to get this group? The only way this group would have been more painful for me is if we had Gambia in this group. Then I have to deal with my 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 co-host telling me all the time, hey, yo, Gambia's going to beat you guys. And I'd say they probably will. Look, Egypt saw most the best defensive team in this group, so they will get through. Ghana and Cap Verde, that is closer than I want to give it credit. And because of that... I can see a possibility where Cap Verde gets in second and Ghana goes first. On paper, Ghana has the better talent, but Cap Verde has been my team, has been my dark horse team for the last four years. And they put my dark horse with my home. So now at this point, I have no choice but to go. I can see it going either way. I'm going to go with Cap Verde over Ghana just because I want to lean into the panic of, of Black Stars fans right now. So I'm going to go Cap Verde in second and then Ghana finishing in third. Oh, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to follow you right there. Egypt definitely taking first. Mm -hmm. um, Egypt is a troublesome team. It's going to cause problems for a lot of people. Ghana taking second spot. Um, Cap Verde uh, will take the spot over Mozambique for the mm -hmm. third spot. All right. I don't know if they're going to get enough points to even make it through. Um, if they're not, I don't, I don't, I, because I think Ghana and Cape, uh, Egypt will overrun this group. All right, don't follow Africans. I am telling you, they are going to give them some hell of a beating. All right, yes. I hope so, JD. I personally hope so. But yes. you have a solid defensive team, a solid team in Cap Verde and Mozambique. There's always that one. Afcon is known. There's always a team that you don't expect, and then they make the quarterfinals, and then you're like, "When was this? Madagascar did it. Zambia did it. There's always a team that you're looking, and they just make a run." And I've always said, at some point, Cap Verde is going to be right for me. So maybe I'm saying it's this year. But I, I think you can't overlook what they're doing. So, But I'll, 
I want Ghana to finish in second, but I'm just going to lean into the panic and go Ghana third for that. And you ready to oh, me Ghana okay. second? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I will live. Yes. Um, third, um, Group G. Group C, I should say. Yes. Senegal, Cameroon, Guinea, Gambia. Hey. Ah, that is a group now. That is a group, people. But before that we go anywhere, before we go anywhere, people, we have a lot of people inside the chat. Thanks very much for being here. Please mm -hmm. do share the video. Just share it on a, a device anywhere. Share it to your mom, sister, husband, wife, <laughs> everybody. Just share it to somebody mm -hmm. so we can get the people here um, enjoying the spicy African content slash food go ahead <laughs> indeed I, I man this group if you if i take off my Ghanaian glasses and say oh woe is us this is the group that i'm watching and i'm very much intrigued to see senegal i think on paper are the class of this region of ghana of um, not ghana of africa i'm mm -hmm. saying too many african words right now um cameroon you can't count them out but they they are a team that's there guinea Brazil. Guinea got players. All right. Yeah. Guinea yeah. got players and Gambia. Yo, Musabaro and those U20s coming. They are a team. They are my team to look out for um, in terms of like that team that could maybe surprise and qualify for the yes, World Cup. Yes, yes, yes. Gambia is that team for me. But I'm mm -hmm. going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Senegal first. Right. Yeah, I know what you're waiting for, JD. And it's okay. <laughs> and. I'm going to do it. Gambia second. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. I'm not arguing with you at all. Yeah. I know. And then Cameroon in third and Guinea in fourth. I'm just wondering with Cameroon, my question is, do you have, you have solid players. There's no doubt. There's always the conversation where do you hang on to a generation for a cycle too long? Right, they ain't hanging on to nothing. You, you, you're just fighting against my big bad Cameroon team, but don't worry yourself, <laughs> you will learn. Oh, no, I'm not worrying myself. Don't worry, JD. I, I'm very relaxed with this, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the shocker here Senegal first and the Gambia second because I think Gambia makes a push here and gets out of the group. And I want it to be more clean versus the third place finish, even though I think they can make it on the third place finish. But I will go, they surprise and they leave. Cameroon in third, surprisingly. So I'm going to go Senegal, then the Gambia. All right. Um, for me, I am going with Senegal. Senegal is one of the top teams and the, the, pre, the champions before, right? They are the reigning champions? Uh, yeah. Is it Mar yes. Egypt? Yeah, even no, they are the reigning champions. They are the reigning champions. They ain't winning this group. Cameroon winning this group. Cameroon first, okay. Senegal second, and I think Gambia third. Uh, that's how I'm running it. Because when okay. I be out here telling people that Cameroon running 3.9 billion miles per hour, I don't know what kind of generation they held on too long. If you have some old donkey and they can run very fast and long. You're gonna keep them. Not saying they're old donkeys, because he's just trying to say that you yeah, learned them too long. No, no, no. They smoke Brazil. Smoke Brazil. Uh, when everyone, I told everyone that they're gonna smoke Brazil, and you guys uh, out here tell you, oh yeah, that's never going to happen. Well, it happened. All right. Yes. So I didn't realize winning one nil was Cameroon. Okay. Um. Cameroon. I'm going with. I don't care what people think. Cameroon. Then oh, Senegal. Man. I. Yes, Cameroon and Senegal. Yes, yes. All right. Group D, Algeria, Burkina Faso, Mauritania, and Angola. I think, I mean, the Algerians are happy with this group. Um, this this seems very straightforward and just simple for the Algerians. If they were in Group C or Group B, maybe they think a little bit. But I think this group, it's them. And I think I still want to give credit to Burkina Faso for being where they are. So... Burkina Faso in second. I think it goes chalk as it is. Um, Angola could surprise. Angola, I'm not sure what to think of right now, but I think Algeria and Burkina Faso would be my two picks for Group D. What about you, JD? I, I would agree with you. Um, I think I'm going to go with Algeria first, Burkina Faso second, mm. and Angola third. Angola, okay. I'm picking for my third, yes. And none of them ain't making enough points to even be in contention to qualify in the third spot. 
mm. because they're going to get some hell of a beating. It's going to come down to goal difference who comes third. <laughs> yes. Sure. Uh, Algeria will, I will beat everybody in this group. Algeria, I think people need to look up for the Algeria team. They have always been a technical team that causes a, a, a lot of problems, especially against the strong, physical African nations. And I, I like the way um, Algeria plays. I love the way they do play, man. I, I swear it's Manchester City of Africa. I'm not asking. Yeah, man. Sweet, sweet football. R reminder, JD, just because you saw Mares there doesn't make them Manchester. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was watching the games. I was watching the games, everyone. Everyone. Um, I'm the the uniforms aren't the same, JD. The uniforms aren't the watch, same. I was watching the game and they were playing sweet football. All right. So, persons inside Algeria, tell Africans that we do, they do play sweet football. Yes. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they don't. I, I love Algeria in terms of style, but I'm just saying. You're gonna say that you just because you saw Mares in the in a light in a baby blue doesn't mean in a baby green you're not gonna see that as well, okay? But Algeria it, takes football it. Football is sweet, yes, it, it is very much so. Group E: Tunisia, Mali, South Africa, Namibia. Oh my goodness! All right, so I think um, we have to go with South Africa. Um, Tunisia fighting the top this group. Yes, I think Tunisia. With their experience and their crafty style of play, they have some dodgy ways of playing football, man. This, <laughs> they, they remind me of Brentford. The start-stop okay. behavior. Good lad, man. Go and check Tunisia. Yes, yeah, so remember they upset everyone in the World Cup, you know? Remember about that, you know? No one yeah. expected nothing from them, you know? Yes, and Denmark and those teams come with their dodgy style of play and think that they're going to play half park. They ain't going to play. What about not, not playing? Them. I'm going <laughs> to stop and you keep running. <laughs> yes, so the metrics. The metrics mm. Tunisia tops this group, South Africa second. Yes. Okay, and I, I'm not, for the record, I'm not disagreeing with you for the sake of disagreeing with you. I just have differing opinions altogether. Okay, but let me hear. I, Mali, listen. Mali? Is this, is this my South African, <laughs> I mean, is this my West African bias? Maybe. It might yes, just be. Yes, it is. You know, it and is. it's okay. I have no issue saying that, JD. My All bias right. sometimes shines through. But my top two, I'm going Mali than Tunisia. I think Mali is able to get past Tunisia, and then they get results against Namibia and South Africa. And I think they top okay. the group with Tunisia in second. Okay, Mali. Okay, all right, all right. That one, we are going to have to bet on those things because I know I'm going to get it right. But I will just wait, you know. Yes. <laughs> The final one, no, final one. Ooh, yep. maybe you see, maybe you might see a, a, a new rising star in this group. I know. You think no. Morocco will wipe the floor with everybody? I think Morocco is not mad with this group. I think for how they played, Congo will give them some troubles. Zambia always is a plucky, solid team, and Tanzania is they're there. Um, I'm happy for them that to be here, but they are there. But I think it goes. I think it goes as it's listed. I think it goes chalk. I think Morocco, Congo, then Zambia. Okay, Morocco, Congo, um, then Zambia. All right. Oh, yeah, Congo team looks okay. I think they're they've they're slightly better than um they're slightly further in their development than Zambia at this point. This group is going to be tough, you know. Um, the rest of the, the three, you know. Those, I, I'm not going to jump to call it ASAP, but um, at start, I would go with you. Um, Morocco finish on maximum points with maximum goal difference. I don't even know that's possible. <laughs> but they're going to slap up some teams um, in, in this group, yes. And then the rest will follow. But I will take Congo now. I'm going to do a little bit more research on them um, and the, the yeah. last the games because I've not watched the last the games. So I'm going to catch those games and compare them with the rest for my, my final analysis on the rest of the group. But yeah, first start, um, Morocco beats everybody. Yes. yes. And even when I'm done with my research, they're going to beat everybody just to see. Again. Yes. No, I do agree. Again. I do agree. Again yes. and again. I do agree with that. No, but yes, guys, we have a lot of people here. I do thank you. I've been putting some of your comments up there, but just want to say quick shout outs to Andrew55. Always appreciate you being pastor. Um, it's it's Friday. Don't you have a sermon to be prepping for? That's all I'm going to say. Brian Burke, nice to see you. We're not looking for war. I just love the company. It's okay. It's okay. Um, up and running, checking in to see what Canada and Ghana have to offer. 
to know our opponents. That's fair. Appreciate that. Know yourself. Blessings. Always good to know you and have you here. Pastor saying Cameroon is your team, and I'm picking them to win their group. Well, you, you, and you and JD can can enjoy that that room. I'm sure others will do it with you. I just think Senegal will get it done just by the size and where they are. Yes, watch more African. We're gonna have JD. You're gonna do some more streams coming up next month. Is World Cup qualifiers day begin? So that's also why Ghanaians are freaking out because it's our last preparation before World Cup qualifiers, and that's what they put on the on tape and display. But I think they'll be fine for World Cup at least these first two games. But that's the main thing. But yeah, there's World Cup qualifiers and AFCON coming in January, which is always a we get to hear every year in January, every two years in January. Why is AFCON in the winter? We're losing players. Yes, we know. Well, that's the best time for us to run our tournaments. So I'm sorry for that matter. And Omar Fallon, thank you for being here. We do appreciate it. Guys, we did say so. Those are our predictions. If you haven't put those in or have any favorites, go for there. But I'm I'm sure most of you are here for this. So we have Nations League qualifiers in CONCACAF transitioning here. We have our four matchups. And to be very frank, the more, I think the most intriguing matchup is Canada versus Jamaica. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Out of these four matchups, Mexico, Honduras, U.S., Trinidad. Because no, they the two bottom ones. Oh, God. <laughs> they're destined to play each other forever, J.D. They, they've tried to avoid each other. Yes, and yes, yes. It's like every time. This is like, Canada, like this is a fourth, uh, on the fourth um, meetings in like seven months. Right? Yeah, and every yeah. Time. I, and the fifth as well because it's a top leg. So around the sixth. No, they, they, they didn't stop playing each other. <laughs> they, they. Okay, Africans is, um, African freezes. Uh, he's going to return. Africans, we're, we're getting some, some glitch. All right, so guys, Africans look like he's, he has to start out. His, it's taking a while to get come back in. I don't know what happened to Africans, Mike. Yes, but what I'm, I'm saying, people, um, thanks for being here. Um, please do smash a like, want to share it to the friends um, and stuff. We still have a 30 more minutes to go to finish this one on the, on the hour mark. Um, yes, so we are going to be discussing um, all of the games. Um, so I want to see how Africans will um, pick this one, this list of teams. All right, our list of matches, I should say. All right, because I strongly believe that Africans will go the opposite because I even with the Honduras game, a lot of persons said that Honduras, Mexico, um, Honduras being at home first will be a difficult one. I saw Honduras playing, but I think the Mexican team, we are not seeing how fast they are improving people. I think we're not giving them their credit. They are much massively better than what people are saying. What say you guys in the comment section? Let me know. I will just go through it. Um, Omar Foyle, best of myself. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, massive, massive respect. Know yourself and all the guys them coming in. For me, um, Honduras, Mexico. I think both legs um convincing wins for Mexico. Yeah, I think Mexico's speed transitions, the way they do um, keep ball retention, it is getting back to the Mexico of old. And I strongly believe that it will improve over time. All right. It will improve with much better accuracy because they are a little bit, much better accuracy because now um, they have the quality, the back, and they have the coach that wants to play their old system and it's working they are putting people to the sword um they they drew against germany and defeated um ghana so the the attitude that they are coming with i i feel them a little bit better saw them in the gold cup they they, they tore jamaica to shreds um if we had played them three more days we never had a chance to beat them so that's what we expected from the mexicans so with that said i don't believe you see, like when we, we played them, when Honduras played Jamaica, you could see that Honduras and Jamaica going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I don't think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see them making a statement against Honduras. And you could easily see our two-leg. This ended 
4 nil or 4 1 for me. That is the Honduras one now. Honduras, um, Honduras, uh, Mexico. Let me know your, your, your take on that one. Africans will give his um, prediction and stuff. And then now we'll move on to the Trinidad and Tobago, United States. You know me, I don't pull punches. Only God can save Trinidad. <laughs> Only God can save Trinidad people. Only God. If they don't get over six on two legs, God come. Trinidad was extremely lucky in the two Guatemala games and uh, both Corso games, they were extremely lucky. All right? All of Trinidad's points were extremely lucky points. You get me? And that's why Corso smoked them in the final game. Because the first game should have been easy well three. But Janga and um, Kenji Hori, they, they are some lazy ass. You know, they need to do a little bit better. Yes. But um, I'm expecting um, Corso um, to get better. Um, at, at least on the finishing um, side. Um, hopefully he can get Roberta um, to come and join them up. He went to the MLS. I don't think he kicked on the way that I expected him to. Because I had, three years ago, I had some players on my list. Like the Gatorada, um, Javi Simons, and all of those guys. Malasia. I was talking about those guys three years ago. Um, coming into the region to make the region very good. All right? But some of them decide that they're going to make the, the Netherlands team. Majority of them decided that they're going to make the Netherlands team. So Roberta would be one of the individuals that I think will come into the Curacao team and make it a little bit better on the attacking side. But for now, their passing metrics looks good. Their pressing metrics looks good. Yeah, but their finishing is just not there at the highest level. All right. So uh, with that said, I think Trinidad USA... I, I, I think on two legs, I'm looking for an 8-0. Let me know your, your thoughts, people. I am looking for an 8-0 and two legs. 4-4 four, four goals apiece on both legs. Maybe Trinidad might get a, a goal, but I don't see nothing past a goal for Trinidad. But remember, this is going to be their main team. And I saw Trinidad against a less um, fancied team, which is just MLS players. And they never had a chance. They never stood a chance. Um, with that team. So I expect them to get smoked again. All right? Yes. <laughs> yes, and Africans came back in time. Africans, I went through my two yeah. um, results. For me, Honduras getting smoked by Mexico in mm -hmm. both legs. Yes, maybe two at home, but they are going to get over three at uh, away. You know? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I think over four goals, sure. They're Mexico winning that one, and then for United States Trinidad, they better just pack up after the first leg. Yeah, I, they're I, gonna get slapped. It's not gonna be close, and which is why I think those bottom two. I did say Canada, but yes, I do agree. Costa Rica and Panama will be a rivalry that will never end. But Canada Jamaica is probably the more intriguing matchup because there's so much unknown with both sides from the standpoint of. We don't know what we're going to get from Canada, and we, we've we seen this Jamaica team on paper. They have bigger players. They have bigger aspects coming through, but we've not seen against top competition. Like if we look at this Jamaica side versus, again, the U.S. at the Gold Cup, that game was a game I feel that they let slip a game that they could have got a better result in, but I think as the game progressed, now maybe that's just gelling together. Maybe that's just overall fitness. I felt that they had a good, they had a good hold of the game and they, they lost three points versus a solid draw versus the U S and then against Mexico, Mexico was a different animal for them and that was their passing and that was everything. So I do wonder what we get with them I don't think it'll be as lopsided as, say, Mexico. But I think it'll be closer to that Gold Cup game versus the U.S. where against Canada, maybe there'll be a game where they are in control and it'll be up to them to maybe put that game away. When, when you look at these two teams, what are some of the factors you look at it in way too early? Rosters aren't out, but just what you've seen from them more recently. Um, 
I saw them, the Canadian team. Uh, you're talking about the which one you're talking now? Jamaica, Canada, or um, Costa Rica, Panama? Which one? Jamaica, you Canada. Jamaica, Jamaica, Canada. No, Jamaica, Canada is a is a one that that's close to me. Obviously, they know that I cover Jamaica content, mm-hmm. and I'm Jamaican, regardless of what people tend to think. I am Jamaican. All right. Mm. Um, Jamaica still struggling to find their way in the system. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Because the a lot of players coming from different leagues. Yes. To work under a system and they are pretty much new towards what the coach is trying to bring. So a new coach and a, a lot of players coming from all over the world, playing all different systems. It looks like they're taking a while to get into that system. We have some holes in our system, like the left back, no, the right back, the two centrals and at this point i don't think the central forward doing the work as what we would have liked and even mm-hmm. over the right hand side to some extent because if leon Bailey plays there he does not look the strongest playing there but um of lately he, he has looked much better so that's a good sign so um and you can say the same for canada i think the yeah. canada back line might lack pace but being, being that they naturally use the five the, the, the three five two system, it kind of aid them because Laurier and Adekubo and those guys and um, Alphonse Davis they have pace to burn, yes. so it it does not expose them so much and their system they have used it over a while now. So even though the coach changes, I think the system still stay close enough for them to adapt um, faster and still can feel more comfortable doing it because they have done it already. So it's the two difference between a lot of players coming in new, a, lot, a new system, then you're playing a better team, a more gel team, and um, they are comfortable at the same time, Do, no, going back to a new routine. So um, that's what I'm seeing with it. But the midfield, the midfield, you have the massive advantage in midfield. Um, Kone and Ustakio. Those mm-hmm. are two superior midfielders in CONCACAF, if not two of the best players in CONCACAF. So if you guys tend to get the advantage there and uh, we fail to get the advantage in the, on the wing, wing plays, I do think we, we can find trouble in times. But in order mm-hmm. for us to get the, any opportunity in this game to win it, it has to be coming from the wing players to try to see if we can mm-hmm. draw out your back line and expose the wing, wing, wing box them. Which I think is going to be very tough to do because I haven't seen Jamaica exploit no specific area of any team as yet. But maybe yeah. that's coming um, based on the coach coach's system and the, evolve, the team evolving. So I'm waiting mm-hmm. to, see, to learn on all of those things. That's fair. Um, and again, like you said, you covered Canada with that. I think, again, health is the big thing for this team. Ustakio being injured, Buchanan being injured really does affect the depth. There is a drop off from those players to the other players. The mm-hmm. other players can fill in a role. There's no doubt, but you need, but without it, it lacks that dynamic aspect. Um, that that out talenting sometimes, right? Where if you look at the Panama game at the Nations League semis, I don't fully agree with it, but you can make the argument where you say Canada won that game because David scored a goal and Davies created a goal with his pace. If you want mm-hmm, to really yeah. boil it down to the most simplest of terms, which isn't fair to the rest of the teams and what they did. But when you lack that, I think it, it does level the playing field. So health will matter. I think if Ustakia was healthy, Canada has the advantage of the midfield. And I'm looking to that. I, I think the thing we're not talking about enough in Canada is the fact that our nines aren't in form right now. Right. Laren is mm-hmm. trying to get off the ground. Jonathan David goes through these stretches where he's hot and then he's cold. So it's and this kind of goes to the question I want to ask you. If there's one player who is important for Jamaica, and if there's one tactical choice change you would make to face Canada, what would they be? Because for me in Canada, I would drop one of the strikers, either David or Laren, and right now it would be Laren, and I'd throw on another winger just because I think Davies as a wingback is fine, but what you need with Davies is a player who can replace that space. Because if Davy gets the ball, if there's no space out wide, he has the pace to cut inside where there's more space and he'll do that. And if he does that in a 3-5-2, that leaves the backside open for counters if you lose the ball. And then you have wingers go in. So if, if you drop a striker, but then put on another winger, maybe a Liam Miller, who I think was one of the few bright spots for Canada versus Japan. If you get that, I mean, 
there, there are other players, but I think that would be the one tactical choice I would maybe look at. And the the most important player for Canada, I would say right now would be Eustachio because the the advantages in the midfield is very important. On the Jamaican side, what's one tactical change you would make, and who do you think right now? Not we'll look, we'll revisit it when we're closer to the game. But what's the player who's most important, and what shift would you make as well? Um, I think at this point, with Casey Palmer having a big problem, mm-hmm. we have a lot of players that are important that are important players. But mm-hmm. I think um, a progressor in the midfield is the most important one because, as we said, the midfield battle will be the most important due to the fact that um, that's where Canada's strength is. Even though they have mm-hmm. all the attacking players, that's where their strength is because that's where they are going to build up from, something that we don't try to do. So for me, Daniel Johnson, because we have no Ravel, would be one of the most important players at this point. Because I just believe that they need someone beside him to make a tackle because they're going to continuously use the two in midfield because they are, they want to rely on the wing plays. So Daniel Johnson, the system to stabilize with someone else, the link play, that will come out vital because I don't think two defensive midfielder against um, United States, Canada works. Because mm-hmm. Canada will just press up against. Remember, you're going to have two to five, two against five. You know, there is no way Jamaica won battles with two to three. So two to five is almost impossible. You understand yeah. me? So we we will need someone to lay it off much more comfortable. So I think he's going to go with one traditional um, defensive central and one actual creative midfielder inside that can play as a box-to-box role in order to yeah. do it. So Ethan Pinnock is important. Daniel Johnson will be important. And I would say um, because of the 4-4-2 system that they're using, um, maybe they would have to find a different role for Damar Gray. So Damar Gray wouldn't have to come out of, of the wing. I think they should use that opportunity to put him in centrally because you want to make him be in the best position as as best as possible. So centrally would be that place where you're looking to put him, um, to be honest, rather than anything else because you're going to have him starving out for the ball out there and you want the best players on the ball. So, yeah. Um, down the spine, I would say, would be the most important. Ethan Pinnock, um, Daniel Johnson, and Damar Gray um, playing a central role behind the striker. Mm, okay. That, that's fair. That's fair. And way too early predictions on this matchup. What are you thinking? Oh, way too early. Yes. Um... I could see a draw in the first okay. leg. If you said Ustaki, if Ustaki comes back, comes back, I think you guys are favorites, and I could see a two-one win to, to Canada. But if Ustaki is not there, I could see us scoring because you guys control of the game won't be as strong. You you might win back the ball, but the, the fluidity through the play to link mm-hmm. is not there as what you alluded to when it comes on to the Panama game. But you have yeah. defeated Panama still, and Panama yeah. better than us. So <laughs> when I'm using that comparison, that's not even the right comparison. But I'm just saying it's possible that we could do something without Ustakio and those guys in midfield. But I think if you get back all of the midfield, I think you win this, win this much more comfortable than what I, I think, you know? Yes, because yeah. the transition is much better when you have your better midfielders. So I want to think that if Ustakio does not come back, which I don't want him to, very sorry, Ustakio, <laughs> but I would prefer you not be there. You know, yes. Uh, once you're not there, I think Jamaica can hold a 1-1 draw um, at home and then see what can happen in, in, in Canada. You never may know. All right. Yes. But I know they're going to try and bring us the coolest place on planet. No, it's it's in Toronto, J.D. We're we're not going we're not going up north. It's in Toronto. No, relax. If it snows, it's because it snows. We didn't plan for it. So I don't want to hear these these complaints and excuses about snow. Look, I no one's prepared for it in November. It's fine. But I, I think for me, looking at this, I think one one I'm going for one one on my early look one one. Yeah, I agree. Find a goal from somewhere where he always take take it out in the bag, out of the bag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Javier, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, we'll talk about Panama in a second. Who I still believe right now have the best coach in the region. But on the topic of important players, Jason's Brightson, Mikel Antonio is the most important in my eye due to the feeling 
Canada's back three being stretched is the key to creating against them. Antonio runs in to the vacated space left by Larea and Davies is key, which is why I think Canada, this is a similar thing to what happened to the, the ladies, right? Bev looked at what happened at the World Cup. The back four was getting taken advantage of with the counters. Go to a back three. Now that gives you room and you can cover that a little bit better. I think to cover that here, and especially for Davies, if you're going to play him as a fullback or a wingback, you need someone who's going to replace him when he cuts in. Because I think that's what's lacking when you go to a 3-5-2 with Canada. If Davies gets the ball and he cuts in and there's a turnover, there's nothing but space. And now you're either trying to outrun Kamal Miller, Alistair Johnson, or if you're really lucky, Stephen Vittoria, which isn't really much of a race, unfortunately. So I think that is a good point to look at. I think ultimately I'm going to go 3-2 on aggregate right now, Um, like you. I think a 1-1 draw in Jamaica and then – a 2-1 win in Canada gets the job done for Canada, and they go on. But this this is tight. I think 3-2 is a fair score. I could see it being lopsided in either direction, to be very honest. Um, and then lastly, Costa Rica versus Panama. Thomas Christensen is the best national team, the best male national team coach in the region. Um, for what he's done with Panama, resetting them from day one all the way to where they are now. Arguably one of the best, if not now, an emerging midfielder in Karaskia coming in. On paper, this should be Panama taking it to Costa Rica. Um, however, this is a rivalry that they've seen each other too often. JD, how do you see Panama v. Costa Rica playing out? So, 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 so... Panama, um, you, you give you give yours on Panama. For me, mm-hmm. don't sleep on Costa Rica this time. I think okay, their fees. Yeah, had some improve Im, Im, import improve performances for me. Okay, so and they want to prove something. The last three times they made, made Panama, Panama beat them. You understand me? Yeah. So they have two more games to prove that. Um, they deserve to be in the top four. You know, they want to stabilize that. And I do believe that um, the players that they were working on um, reach that stage. For me, they, they do reach that stage. So um, I think Panama will win just the same, regardless of what I'm saying. But it's going to look better. The last okay. time Panama looked like they, 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 are, they are a step above them, I think it's going to get a little bit closer. So I could see a 2-1 Panama win. In the first okay. leg, and then the next one draw one one. So three, three two on aggregate. Panama advance. I, I think it ends four two on aggregate. Panama winning each one two one. Okay, so each okay, game okay. is close, but I think Panama gets more out of it. I like again, Karskia. If I'm saying his name wrong, I'm sorry to all the Panamanians out there, but he to me is dictating so much of play that I think he is the player. That he's gonna yes, I want to see Brandon Aguilar get back into Costa Rica's team. I want to see him play well, but I think right now, Kaiskia, that's that's the guy who's gonna dictate the pace. And I just like how Thomas Christensen has this team playing. So I think Panama gets it done two, one, both both legs, wins four, two on aggregate comfortably. Guys, let us know who wins what. I know we all have a lot of Jamaicans here. Let me know who wins Canada V. Jamaica, and let me know what your other predictions for this are. Going through some more comments, ready to talk there. Last topic of the day, JD, you choose. Do you want to talk about the U20s coming up for CONCACAF and the groups that they have? Or do we want to ah, go... we we, 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 What else? Because mm, yeah. I have not studied them fully as yet. You know? yeah. you know? Jamaica have don't have any players. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know. I heard that Jamaica will be winning the World Cup, but we don't even have any players. <laughs> beat Martinique, please. Just beat Martinique. That's what I say. So I, so I don't know what to tell you. You understand me? I don't know what to tell you. Because mm-hmm. I, I Actually, don't know how we're going to win something when we don't even have players as yet, you know? Okay. I'm going to end on this one then. So we have the draw for the Women's U17 Championships in CONCACAF. 
And there's another topic I want to kind of come to this year. So we have our two groups here, Mexico, Haiti, Costa Rica, El Salvador. Group B is USA, Canada, Puerto Rico, and Panama. Two tough teams. Reminder, because Dom Rep is hosting the FIFA U17s, if you aren't a finalist, you aren't going. Third place means nothing. I mean, it's it's for pride, but it doesn't qualify you. Mm-hmm. And so the way too early predictions, I think... I think the USA makes the final and way too early predictions, JD. It's way too early. And the question is, can Canada finally beat Mexico, assuming this goes chalk and Haiti or Costa Rica don't surprise Mexico and top the group? It'll probably be Canada v. Mexico in the in the semis. Can, can, can we finally beat Mexico? In a game, in two games that have been tight and they've been competitive, but Mexico's got the better of Canada in the last two tournaments that they've played in this round. That's going to be the question. But what I want to ask you is this. We are two cycles into this format, right? And the format being there is a qualification round and then there is a championship round with the top eight teams. We're going to see it run with the men for the first time next year with the U20s. Mm-hmm. But we've seen the U20s for the women. We've seen the U17s for the women. And my honest opinion is I don't think it's working. From the standpoint, over the two tournaments, we've had a combined 16 teams have to drop out. <clears throat> right? We When we look at the U17s, Jamaica was supposed to host the group. By the time we got to competition, it was Jamaica v. Panama. Uh, Panama, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is this format, and the thing that we were sold on this format was, it's okay, we want to give teams more opportunity to play, more games, more competitive level. Is it really helping, in your opinion? Because if there's more teams that drop out versus not, is it really helping? Also, in these games, you're seeing Canada, you're seeing teams like Costa Rica say, what, 15 love? And we're not playing tennis. So is... I know it's two cycles into it, but two cycles in, do you think this format is working for what it intended to do? Um, I I would I, I would say it looks like it has something has some legs because remember um, they have to pay those federations, so mm-hmm. it's more money dispersed um, towards towards them. So they're going to get better, but remember they don't get better over time. At once, they get better over time. So Canada, United States, Mexico will always look superior. Jamaica will look closer to the rest of the poorer pack because we don't have any development just like the poorer pack, but we have two Americans that we can throw on it, so it looks look a bit better. Puerto Rico will look a little bit better because they can throw the Americans on it. Um, Damrep can do the same. So the teams that can throw a few Americans on it and then Suriname comes over with a bunch of Netherlands girls them so anyone that can evade the um, developmental process um, except Edi because Edi seems to be the only team that can just come out of the region pick 20 players and they are going to be competing so Edi is the only team can do that but every other team can't you know so with with the, with the resources coming in I think um, we have to wait a little bit before we jump to say that it's not working obviously those little um shut offs i can understand how people look at it wrong wrong um in certain mm-hmm. circumstances but i think give it two more seasons and uh, two more two more cycles and mm-hmm. i could say you you will see some difference you will see some difference by then no i, I think that's fair i the, the fact that they hosted and that was something i was saying after the first cycle which is good i'm glad i, I think it's unfortunate that again like jamaica could have hosted three games but only got the host two because of teams having to drop out. However, I, like you said, sharing the tournaments around, I think that's the way you should do it if you're going to bring it out that way. And th- the sad thing for me is I, th- I don't think we'll talk about this if it's just the ladies that they keep dropping. If this happens for like the men's U20s, I think then maybe the talk about this gets a little bit louder. But I think just because you had a combined 18 teams on the on the female side drop, it doesn't have a big of a splash, unfortunately, even though it's built on growing the game. But again, I'm really watching the men's versions of this to see if how many teams are able to perform, how many teams are able to come out, and how does that share go and how does that work? Because ultimately, I think... It's, again, in its root, it has good value. And I like the idea of... 
I want to reward winners for something, right? If you win this tournament, give them an automatic buy to the next one, right? I think that's I think that's more than fair. It's unfortunate in CONCACAF that it feels like it's the same two teams always, USA and Mexico, and then there's a, an outlier all the time. Personally, maybe if there's a if there's a more harsh way to do it, maybe just the champion can move on and have a buy to the final. That way you can incentivize just winning. And then from there, then it's okay. Yes, you may have a team get 15, but at least, hey, there's other teams. You give more players exposure. You give another island, another country the chance to host. You get to grow the game that way. But again, let's see how it works out with the men's side. And I think that's more than fair of a response to have moving forward. We have four minutes left, JD. And... Mm -hmm. We, I'm going to leave it up if anyone has any questions, comments, anything off the top we covered, way too early AFCON qualifiers in terms of AFCON predictions we talked. We talked Nations League. We talked a little bit about the format of youth tournaments in CONCACAF. In terms of just this next coming month, JD, what are you looking forward to other than City getting their uh, stranglehold on the Premier League all over again? No, no, we can't avoid that part because, uh, you know, some of the Arsenal fans think they really think that they're going to do anything. So, yes, <laughs> leave them alone. Yes. <laughs> yes, just leave them alone. Yeah, I'm looking forward for... Um far towards these games, these girl mm -hmm. games, um, the road to Gold Cup, I think it's going to be entertaining. I'm going to be looking at the Surinamese games. I saw yeah. the Surinamese team the other day and some of them are some real ballers, man. I like them. I might have, might cover a game on them. Um, Edie, I'm looking to see what Edie has to offer and definitely I, I, I don't want to see what Jamaica has to offer still, <laughs> but I want to see them, you know, because I know what the next Jamaican girls them can offer, but based on what I'm hearing, it seems like we have to get we have to get to love a new Jamaican team. So I I I, I kind of not want to see what what they're gonna put out because I don't trust these JFF guys. But you know their pride and themselves um make things tough. All right, yes. So but I'm I'm, I'm waiting I'm waiting um to see um what what Jamaica can put on the field. Yes, but at this point, people, sad news. A lot of these girls are not coming anywhere and um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is true. And that you're doing, you're doing a live on that right after, right? Yes, or... I'm right after. I'm gonna start right after, so I can finish early. I'm Perfect. gonna pretty much start as soon as we finish right All here. Right. All right. Mm -hmm. So I put the link for that there, guys. So make sure if you are here for that Jamaican content, it's not cracked because it's the evening. But if it's the morning, you know you'd be there for it. Um, a lot to talk about the JFF. Um, I mean, the only last thing I'll just mention is, I guess it is now official. Um, Christine Sinclair has announced that she will be ceasing international duty at the end of this year. Four games left. Um, it's interesting for me. I will just say this from from my perspective. It's what she has done in this in this country for the sport, um, both on the men and women's side. Because at one point, the only team we would rep was the women's side, um, and this is from 2000 up to where she is now. Um, an incredible career. Um, I really wish she could hit 200 goals, but that's not going to happen. 190, most goals scored internationally. A great, I'll have more content on that going, but that was leaked, made official, and now we know. But a quick thought, JD, on just the idea of, of a Christine Sinclair, as much as it is. I know the last years you can, time is undefeated. Time will always win, and Christine definitely had that. But in terms of from a Jamaican looking from the outside in, what's your impression on the legacy of a Christine Sinclair? Tell you what, she's one of the best ever to do it in ladies' football, not just um, in the CONCACAF region. Definitely mm -hmm. the, the greatest to do it for Canada, period. All right? So we have to give her our credit. She's like the LeBron James of Canada, you know, but actually good. No, no, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, but actually... <laughs> Actually works out. That was messed up. I, I'm not going to get into basketball thing because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she, she's talented and even with age, you still start her getting in some good positioning. Obviously, her finishing drastically dropped off. There's mm. some balls that she need to put in the back of the net with very much ease. She mm. failed to do so. But 
quality, quality player, man. Um, I saw her in a lot of Jamaican games, and she was a terrorizer. So all of those 10 and 8 and 7s that we were picking up, she was always the culprit. So mm -hmm. for Jamaica, yes, she was a terrorizer. We are glad to see the back of her, but I, that's in football terms, you know, but we definitely yeah. um, wish her the best. Um, yes. in our life, you know, and um, that's what you have to always do. Give it your all on the pitch, and we'll always give it that respect. And I do respect her, you know? Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Quality, so, quality player. Indeed. So on that note, guys, JD is heading over. We left the link there. Hop on over uh, to that live as we go. And, guys, thank you for spending this time with us. We really do appreciate having you here. Um, we're going to try to be here every week, whether it's on there guys jay thank you for being here uh go to that link go and then guys if you haven't already give us a like comment subscribe turn on the notifications when we put anything out and until the next time bye bye for now